You're listening to Turn Zero Lists, a Legion 99 production presented by 6UP Supply. Hello, loyal Legion 99 listeners. Welcome to another episode of Turn Zero Lists, brought to you by 6UP Supply. Visit 6upsupply.com to see our entire line of premium gaming tools and accessories, including our latest large form and scattered terrain products from three amazing partners, Hammerfall Customs, The Legion Outriders, and Team Relentless. I'm your host, Keegan Evans, and this week I'm joined by Preston Bitzer, Zodiac on the Discord. Preston, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you. And uh, for those who might not have heard yet, Preston uh, has recently taken over running the Ladder League, uh, a very popular format that is kind of an always-on tournament uh, on the Legion Discord. Preston, how did that come about? Uh, Just some, you know, outside looking in, playing the Ladder League uh, once it got to, you know, like single elimination stage, uh, the nice guy who used to run at Kingsley, uh, has kind of just been, you know, distanced from Legion, picking up other hobbies. Mm-hmm. And so once it got to the single eliminations, things started to slow down just a little bit because sure. he had his focus kind of split. So I, I just volunteered to take over for him and he was kind of happy to be able to pass that off. Awesome. Well, as someone who has signed up for the last two uh, ladder leagues and then done a terrible job playing enough games, I'm really glad to have <laughs> have that continuing on uh, because I know it's uh, it's a great place for a lot of players to go to uh, in between uh, in between activity and in the other two online leagues, or just as a as a great way to test themselves against different uh, different competitive experiences. So excited to see how that continues to continues to live and evolve. Uh, but we we didn't bring you on here to talk about laterally. We brought you on to talk about uh, talk about lists and what you've been playing. So before we jump into what you brought, I'd love to hear a little bit about uh, your process for for list building. Do you focus on some strengths or weaknesses you know about yourself? Do you focus on what you like to play? Uh, do you lean meta? Do you lean counter meta? How do you how do you go into this process? Um, for for most list building, I. Mm-hmm him kind of split between a focus piece and my solid like core slash special forces suite Mm -hmm. because one thing especially when building around a force user is Mm -hmm. if he's your focus piece and dies on turn three how can the rest (laughs) of the list keep going yep and so i I, when I build my force user list, which in this case is a force user list, mm-hmm. I want my core, my support, my other commander, and my special forces to be able to play the game mm-hmm. without my force user alive, because that more likely than not is going to happen. I like it. I like it. That's a good transition into the specific list you brought. Uh, so talk to me about what the core concept was. Where did you start um, in building this list? Uh, actually the first iteration of this list was a, uh, basically almost the exact same list, except mm-hmm. it was Cad Bane okay. and a saboteur strike team instead of, uh, dark droids. Okay. But, uh, it started, this was an iteration of a list I was playing for the Yavin base team league. Okay. And we had already kind of won the group stage. And okay. so for the third round, I was like, all right, let's. I want to play Cad Bane because I think he's a very fun piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually did pretty well in that game with the list. And then I was like, man, 
if I could just take Cad Bane out and put Darth Maul in, this is a very <laughs> solid list. <laughs> awesome. So you definitely, so you didn't actually build this list starting with Maul in mind. Uh, did you, uh, had, what, when you, when you brought Maul in, uh, was he clearly the focus then? Uh, I tried to not take away from the list in a way that okay. Maul was the focus piece in building. Mm-hmm. But I did have to trim some things out. Like originally, I had a full squad with saboteur uh, as the heavy weapon and okay. a sab strike, and gotcha. so I had to trim out the saboteur. Mm-hmm. Uh, having only a couple games with it, I didn't notice much difference. Mm, sure, but it was a. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I didn't want to trim the list in such a way where I lost uh, like heavy weapons on my core to yeah. get them all in there. Okay, that's a good that's a good priority. And just to kind of give a quick rundown, your core units, you do have six uh, sets of B1 battle droids, four of them with the E5C and two of them with the E5S uh, trooper and just the heavies on there. So, uh, which is nothing to sneeze at in terms of both bodies and, and offensive dice that they can throw. Um, you mentioned you've got the full commandos but no heavy weapon on there uh with comms jammer and vibra swords uh are, are, is the plan on those things to kind of just get them in there and be an additional melee distractor with maul uh yeah they're kind of a flexible unit at mm-hmm. least in my eyes if i'm playing something like like an aa5 with wookies then mm-hmm. these can be my linebackers that protect my b1s from just getting swamped by wookies gotcha or if I'm playing a list that wants to turtle up and be more defensive, then then they're going to be the ones going from line of sight blocker to line of sight blocker to get in there with Darth Maul. Gotcha. Okay. All right. We've talked about Maul a couple times. Uh, your loadout on Maul, you've got saber throw and force push uh, and offensive push. Any sort of uh, decision points you had around uh, the upgrades that were going on him? Uh, honestly, I love Force Choke on Darth Maul, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to objective play, but mm-hmm. with how prevalent armor is, I don't think you can afford to not take Saber Throw on Darth Maul right now, gotcha. especially with the fact that the rest of my list doesn't have much impact or critical, with the exception of the E5Ss. Gotcha, yeah, and that'll be, that'd be hard to rely entirely on the E5Ss to punch through armor. Uh, makes a lot of sense. Uh, you, of course, have the uh, T-Series tactical droid as the commander with aggressive tactics. Uh, probably not too much to talk about there. Um, uh, he's just a HQ uplink <laughs> as an activation. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then you did bring uh, Darth Maul's Sith probe droids with the comms relay. Uh, I imagine that that's for the... Uh, for the uh, observe, observe, yeah, excuse me, observation tokens, uh, as well as uh, the order control you can get on Maul. Anything else going on with those guys? Uh, so I'm trying to keep a healthy bid around 19 points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if bids keep going the way they are, I'm actually considering putting another comms relay on the T-series. Oh, interesting. So that way I can comms relay from the Sith probes to Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. to extend my order range mm-hmm. and then have that direct uh, on the tactical droid relay to the droidicas that I have in this list. Gotcha. Yeah, and I, I was saving the droidicas for last because I love them so much and I almost never see them in lists. But you've got a, a single set of droidicas with the, the link targeting array. 
that order control and getting that order on there to trigger the link targeting array is pretty important. But talk to me about how you like to use the droidicas in this list. Um, so t- usually around turn zero, I want to mm-hmm. put them in a position uh, where I can either wheel mode into an aggressive but fortified position on turn one. Because mm-hmm. uh, at 11 activations, androids usually have perfect order control. Right. And droidicas with wheel mode moving speed three, you can get into some pretty, uh, you can move across the board really fast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so if I can get these guys to basically go ahead of the battle droids and get into a nice spot where they don't have to do anything for the rest of the game except aim shoot. Gotcha. Then it's basically like having an FD turret in your list that no one wants to shoot at. (laughs) With a lot more selection on where it can shoot from. (laughs) Yes. So I've absolutely been loving having just a single droidica unit in Mm -hmm. my droid lists awesome i love it all right and that brings us to a uh, 11 activation list with a 19 point bid again we've got the t-series and maul uh leading the top we've got a core of six battle droids uh e5s's on two of them e5c's on four uh the commandos with the vibraswords to play uh uh the flexible uh (laughs) spoilers of some sort Sith probe droids in there and the droidicas. Um, love the uh, love the start to the list. Jumping into the command cards, uh, d- talk to me about any tough decisions you made on command card inclusion. You got all all of malls in there, of course. Uh, yeah. Any question on just doing this, the re- regular generics or exploring the T series generics? Yeah. So obviously, malls cards were a no brainer. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no reason to not bring those. <laughs> sure. Uh, the generics are all uh, debatable here, and I decided to just go with the original generics instead of the mechanized Orbital Strike or Roger Roger just mm-hmm. for uh, flexibility, since I do have Droidica's full commandos and Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. So I did run mechanized incursion at one point, and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But with droids, I can get almost the exact same effect with... Sure uh ambush and that would let me order maul as well makes sense makes sense roger roger's nice for the full commandos but if they're needing a dodge token then there's a a solid chance that they might actually be outside of command range of the t-series oh i see and Mm -hmm. it makes me choose uh that i have to spend my comms relay on maul or the droidicas gotcha gotcha uh and then orbital strike I'd rather give Maul and the Droidicas in order than the Commander. Mm-hmm. The the okay. attack's really nice, but in this list, I'd rather have order control than uh, that attack. Makes sense. Awesome. Uh, jumping over to the battle deck, uh, when you're looking at the objectives, conditions, and deployments, what are the what's the one card that was an auto clue for you on those three? Um. I think Sabotage the Moisture Evaporators is the yeah. auto-include for objectives. Just okay. I have a healthy bid, so if you can get Sabotage, uh, one of my favorite things to do with Maul is infiltrate him, and then uh, Maul and the probe droids just zone out one of your opponent's Evaporators and make their life so much more difficult. Yeah. Uh, deployments. Honestly, all the short-edge ones <laughs> are just... it's. It's hard to say which one I like more. Sure. 
Uh, I think advanced positions is great on the mall infiltrate. Getting that mm-hmm. scout one mm-hmm. is insanely good. Yeah, yeah. Especially and that, yeah. So honestly, yeah. Uh, for conditions, mm-hmm. I think rapid reinforcements. I'd like to see more often than not. Oh, nice. Dropping those full commandos in at range two, mm-hmm. uh, it can cause a lot of mayhem in your yeah. opponent's list. Yeah, and with the uh, with the kind of order control you get off of droids, you really don't have the uh, the randomness downside of rapid reinforcements if you're using it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, other side of the coin, what uh, what what three uh, or what what top one from each category did you absolutely not want to include in this heavy blue pair blue bid list? Uh, not include mm-hmm. definitely. Well, I'd say the the four I left out, I definitely don't want to include. But the right. one that I was that I had the most decision with was intercept versus KP. Okay. And that's just because I'd rather move my droids all up on the fifth and sixth turn. Sure. For that center KP, instead of round two and four, where they're just going to get whittled away. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um. And then honestly, all the rest of the deployments, I'm actually kind of okay with, except okay. for Danger Close. Gotcha, yeah. Just because of how Danger Close works, my droids are not uh, ideal in their yeah. deployment. Yeah. Like they're kind of marched up vertically instead of horizontally. Yeah. Any conditions that you definitely didn't want to include or you definitely want to try to veto if they show up on the table across from you? It's kind of a a mix between fortified and war weary mm. just because fortified can slow maul down mm-hmm. yep. and having that that solid double move threat range with yeah. maul is ideal so if you had to jump and then do a speed one that can be rough makes sense and then war weary just because all my core is courage one and say I lost the T series to a, like a T 47 or something mm-hmm. malls going to be nowhere close to them to help yeah. them out. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Um, love the, uh, love the decisioning and the reasoning there. Um, looking at setting up for your first round of a store tournament. When you, when you're playing this list, what, what kind of a list are you really hoping you get paired against? Mm, probably like a rebel hero hammer or something. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, their saves are just bad enough that I can count <laughs> on the B1s and the DECAs doing damage yeah. and uh, okay let me caveat Rebel Hero Hammer without Luke Skywalker that's fair <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Maul would just have a field day infiltrating into an army that didn't have an opposing force push absolutely yeah I've, I've been on the receiving end of that with my Rebel Hero Hammers uh, I, think, <laughs> I think that tracks uh, and what are you, what are you setting up for the first round of a tournament and really hoping you don't get paired against a lot of armor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I can handle like a single bus or a single T 47, but if mm-hmm. it was, if it was something like double T 47 and three ATRTs, then I'll start sweating a little bit. I just, I just talked to a gentleman who is having a lot of success with that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think this list is going to. Uh, stay the way it is based on how the meta's going. Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. Uh, so this great, great list, great thinking on it. Uh, you've been having a lot of fun playing it, I assume? 
oh man i maul has been a blessing he oh. is so fun to play that's awesome and it's like it kind of feels bad but playing against uh the non-tts community mm-hmm. who haven't seen what he can do oh sure it's fun it's fun <laughs> watching the revelations happen <laughs> he can he can do what that's rough yeah he's yeah he's he's shocking and uh very i really love how they it really feels like they nailed the theme on him well like so many others yeah i'm almost worried for any future four caesar not being able to shine a light up to mall (laughs) it's a good 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 problem for a mall player to have i guess yeah all right you ready to jump into some lightning round questions yeah let's do it all right you are uh, you are clearly a, a big bidder with the nineteen point bid here. But if you had to choose between the blue pill from the Matrix or red player for the rest of your Legion life, what would you choose? Uh, would you be offended if I said I've never seen the Matrix? I would. I, I wouldn't. But uh, it's probably a good opportunity <laughs> to explain uh, for any of our viewers who are too who are too ashamed to admit it. To uh, the blue pill is the one where you forget that you've learned that everything is a lie and you go back to leading your happy life. Uh, and it's not at all uh, wink wink a judgment towards blue players. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if I could be totally content with being red player, I would like to be red player for the rest of my life. So that way I can use those 19 points nice. Uh, nice. in my list. Nice. All right. You talked a lot about how you built your list to think about the armor meta. Do you think we are in a new age of a fully armor meta or was, uh, the recent successes we've seen in the Avon Basin LSO kind of a one-off? Uh, no, I definitely think we're in the armor age cool. and that's not just from LSO. Like even yeah. the locals I've gone to have been chock full of armor gotcha nice um you and i were talking uh, beforehand you you're only recently getting into real life legion so what uh what skill uh is either surprising you or you're finding is uh, the hardest translation to come from uh, primarily tts into real life legion uh being a lot more relaxed Mm. and that's because TTS is extremely precise, probably sure. too precise for anyone's good. Yeah. <laughs> and then jumping onto the table, you know, you have like even just movement templates around terrain is harder to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, measuring range like across or through terrain is much harder to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, all the stuff is much more kind of like, you know, wing it on the yeah. edge of your seat kind of stuff. And <laughs> especially as someone who came from X Wing. Oh, sure. Uh, where you there's absolutely no pre-measuring of any sort right like just kind of letting things like you know uh, whatever and uh (laughs) getting used to how legion does things has been uh something that i've had to get used to makes sense makes sense all right which one upcoming unit or upgrade do you think is going to be the most disruptive to the current meta well there's only really like technically four that are spoiled right now, but I'd have to say the Yoda pack is going to cause the biggest splash with yep. the combination of just Yoda and Gar mm-hmm. and burst of speed slash force lift. Yeah, yeah. Not gonna not gonna argue with it either. Uh, I'm glad you included Yoda. I've been getting a lot of just straight to burst burst of speed. <laughs> but oh, I'm you better believe that I will have my paint set aside ready to go for when Yoda arrives in the mail. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I think I probably painted an entire Republic army uh, just to be ready to paint a Yoda uh, when I, I'm mostly a rebel player. Um, all right. What faction uh, 
so you're playing CIS now. I don't know how much switching you've done in the last year or so, but uh, by the time we roll into LVO at the end of January, uh, what what faction do you think you're going to be playing as your main? That probably entirely depends on if Yoda is actually viable. <laughs> Big Yoda. If you, huh? uh, just looking at them, I, I have a Yoda Anakin list ready to go. Nice, nice. Oh, uh, man, after my own heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if Yoda is actually good then i will probably be playing mostly gar but okay. as of right now i'm strapped in on the mall train gotcha so cool. <laughs> all right you're uh you're a bit of a streamer yourself uh but if you had to if you had the power to do so what famous personality living or dead would you choose to uh would you force really to stream every game of legion that you play for the rest of your life hmm. famous personality uh I would like to hear Alan Tudek, the guy who oh, voiced yeah. K2SO. Absolutely. Especially if he only did it in K2SO's voice. <laughs> That's a great one. I love that one. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, thank you, Preston. Uh, this was a great, uh, great conversation. Love the list. Love the, uh, love the approach to it. Um, what, uh, anything that you would else that you would like to plug and uh, tell folks where they can find you? Uh, yeah, if you play TTS or even real life Legion, I'd love for you to go join the TTS Legion ladder league season six. Awesome. And log your games there and have fun. And if you enjoy watching streams, I run a Twitch stream for online Legion and that's twitch.tv slash, uh, captain Zodiac. Awesome. Uh, you heard it here, folks. Go check it out. Uh, I've seen a number of those streams. They're they're great. And we're, with Yevon base wrapping up, we got Invader coming in, and then lad, lad, excuse me, Ladder League always happening for uh, for possible streams. So uh, check all of those out. And uh, finally, listeners, if you've got a favorite list that you'd love to share with the Legion verse, uh, slide into my Discord DM, screen name Matrokin, and we'll see you next time here on uh, Turn Zero Lists. <laughs> <laughs>